0: You're listening to the Attract and Stand Out podcast created for ambitious, heart-centered entrepreneurs who want to build real relationships, influence others, and make an impact with everyone they meet. I'm your host, Darlene Holly, and I'm a mom of four, a wife, a storyteller, dream builder, and a personal branding and business coach. On the show, you'll hear real conversations about what it means to run your own business, what success actually looks like, and how you can overcome obstacles that get in your way. We're growing businesses with less hustle and more ease, transforming your mindset and inspiring you to get moving and to follow your dreams. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Welcome to the Track and Standout podcast by my mom, Darlene Holly. Hey friends, welcome back. Are you ready to create a profitable service-based personal brand and business? Download my brand new workbook and you'll learn my signature six-step process to create a successful business with less hustle and more ease. It's got easy action steps ready to implement into your business immediately so that you can start creating a business that you love. Head over to bit.ly backslash attract and stand online to download your workbook today. Welcome back, everybody, to the Attract and Stand Out podcast. I'm your host, Darlene Holly, and I am so excited to talk some fitness with you guys today because I have Lisa Peronzo on here with me today. She has 10 years of experience in the fitness industry. She's worked with a diverse population, including first responders, athletes, and adolescents. And her experience in the fitness industry includes working with clients to rehab from a variety of injuries from spinal cord, I can't even talk, spinal cord injuries, brain injuries, recovering from childbirth, sport-related injuries, as well as joint replacement, and her focus is always to help her clients find their own strengths and power from their fitness routine. Welcome to the show, Lisa.
1: Thank you so much for having me. When you said that you're like, I'll talk, I'll talk, I say that at least like once a class. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, I always stumb- I'm always i like infamous for stumbling over my words.
1: Oh, yeah, because that's a sign of intelligence. Your brain is thinking faster than your mouth can move. Oh, yeah, girl. And I mentor new instructors and they'll be like, but I'm going to mess up my words. And I'm like, once every class I've been doing this for over 10 years still happens. Yeah, okay.
0: we, all, we all trip over our words. We get tired of it. Um, my brain definitely goes way faster than my mouth can speak and sometimes i'm like wait what am i talking about like i don't even know where i was going with this conversation
1: (laughs) and then you toss in there being a mom oh yeah it's all gone
0: yeah i had four kids so i'm pretty sure each of them stole half of my brain cells so i'm not sure yeah
1: that that makes sense i have one girl she is the equivalent energy wise of three kids i figure um so uh, yeah my brain is mushy i told my my, i have a a really good girlfriend who's pregnant right now and i was like don't worry you're gonna have that baby and you'll be speaking in mid-sentence be like i don't know what i was talking about
0: yeah it's so funny and it's so true like i joke with some of my girlfriends about it all the time we're like i I had more brain cells at one point but i don't know where they've all gone
1: (laughs) i think it's also like the constant interrupting of the small human like you're talking to your friend and the what would be a five-minute conversational flow turns into 30 because you get interrupted six times mommy mommy
0: (laughs) and like we were talking about before we hit record today like we both are in california we're both virtually schooling our children running businesses doing all the things so (laughs) like sometimes we just have a lot on our plate and we have to give ourselves some grace and oh yeah no it's just the the reality of our world right now right like with COVID and so many things going on like we have to figure out like how to have the ebbs and flow in our day and not have any expectation of anything going quite the way we had planned it to because let's be honest um 2020 and 2021 it looks like like we're just kind (laughs) of going with the flow and seeing what's happening
1: (laughs) but what a wonderful gift you know because when we were talking before and talking about like the, the ability to increase our humanity and and how we've seen people be so kind and considerate to one another and all those things like what a wonderful gift to okay social distance learning distance learning whatever the technical name is I feel like is a special kind of hell for me personally but what a gift of learning how to be patient and adaptive and flexible and resilient all of those things you know
0: Yeah, there's so many blessings that I think have come out of COVID, even though there's so much negative and like we're Mm -hmm. losing lives and people are not able to be with their loved ones. For sure. But the quality time that we're able to spend with our families now and not have to take our kids to sporting events um, all the time. And like, I don't know, I feel like a lot of people had a very busy lifestyle, like they were constantly on the go. And this has kind of hit a pause button for so many people and been able to take that step back, very go inward.
1: Very true. I mean, for me, (laughs) I was never one of these people who was like, oh, I just need like two weeks at home or or like that kind of I love my home. I'll be at my home all the time. That hasn't changed. So I'm very lucky in that regard. But, you know, what? I really noticed that kind of being able to take a step back in December and the holidays and stuff, because typically the holidays like from thanksgiving through new year's those five six weeks whatever it is are so busy we have something going on every single weekend multiple times during the week as well and none of that stuff happened this year and as much as i missed a lot of it it was kind of nice to just like be home and get to focus on being together and you know all the the things of the holiday season that are important to us as a family yeah that was pretty cool
0: it's so nice it is nice to just slow down and have a simpler lifestyle i'm like i feel like i'm such a mim- minimalist these days <laughs> because <of> pizza, <laughs> i don't need a lot i don't have like the need to go out and get things that's like right. i'm more than content curling up on the couch on a friday night and watching a movie with the kids and relaxing
1: that's been our go-to friday night for hmm, almost two solid years
0: nice
1: yeah we have friday night pizza and a movie night we're supposed to switch who gets to pick the movie you know that doesn't happen you're a mom it's like the one kid picks
0: yeah all the time yeah I don't have to watch what i want until everybody's asleep in the house <laughs> but yeah <laughs> let's kind of dive into our um conversation day about your business because i'm super curious i oh. i love stories i love to, to hear how entrepreneurs start their business and get everything in place and like what your dreams were and how it came to flourishing so i would love to hear some of your backstory lisa um tell us a little bit about like your journey into starting your own fitness business and
1: i don't know uh abigail is the one who connected us so shout out to abigail when she listens to this i don't know how much she filled you in on my backstory so like i can i do deep dive um i found i've always been fitness oriented i've never been into organizational sports Um, And I actually enlisted in the military right after September 11th when I was getting ready to graduate high school. And kind of long story short, I ended up going the ROTC route. So for your listeners who don't know what that is, it's pretty much a deferred enlistment that puts you in as an officer. So you go to college first and then you go into the military after you get your degree. And when I was in ROTC, I shattered, fractured and dislocated my right foot and I didn't walk for about a year. Yeah. And that really was what propelled me into fitness. Uh, I was really, really lucky that in the course of multiple surgeries and a boatload of physical therapy and rehab and all the things that I went through, I had a great deal of support. And that support's focus for me was what do you want the quality of life, of your life to be when this is done? You know, when we got kind of out of, like, crisis management mode because there was a period of time where I didn't know if I'd be able to walk again. When we got past that and we knew that I would be okay and I would be able to, like, resume normal life as it were, it was, what do you want that life to look like? How do you want that to be? What do you want your pain levels to be at? Like, how do you want the functionality of your life to be? And that really propelled me into fitness in the most roundabout way ever, because I worked to try to be able to go into the military. That was not going to be something that happened. My injury was too significant for me to be able to continue, unfortunately. So I graduated with my degree and I went into corporate America and fitness was always like the side thing that I did. And I understand now, like looking back on it, fitness started for me like as a means of me showing myself that I was still strong in the face of all this adversity that had presented itself to me. And that I was still capable and I could still do the thing. And I was 19 when I got hurt. Like I was, a, I was a baby. Yeah,
0: like awesome.
1: it was really, I was not legally able to drink. I was very, very young when I got hurt. And I had my whole life ahead of me and I, I wanted to show myself that I could still, you know, be strong and like do things and that this wasn't going to define me as a person. So that kind of led into this curiosity about, you know, why do people work out why do they move the way that they do why do they choose to do the things that they do you know how does the human body as a whole function how can we make it function in a more effective manner and you know i was doing the corporate america thing and and doing the fitness thing and getting my certifications in fitness and then eventually it just got to the point where fitness became more of a passion than what i was doing in corporate america and, I und- and the work that I was doing at the time in corporate America was extremely valid. I was working with victims of violence. And now even looking back on that, I know that it was from a place of helping people empower themselves. There was nothing, and still like nothing that I loved more than seeing a person come out of the most devastating experience of their life and completely turn it around. Yeah. And fitness for me offers a lot of the same empowerment so I left corporate America with no job lined up <laughs> it was just like I'm, I'm done I just can't anymore you know I tell my clients like a manifested my best life wearing yoga pants and I really truly did and I just jumped in both feet first and I started training I left corporate America in 2007 holy moly that was a long time ago now I'm like really I'm like we're in 2021 that's like holy crap
0: i started my business as a business coach in 2007 as well so it must have been a oh, long year for both of us <laughs>
1: yeah um and i think that's where the journey of me being an entrepreneur began because I, I was training out of a brick and mortar but i would always tell people when i would mentor new instructors and train new instructors you are constantly auditioning for your job like there will be a person That you resonate with your style, what you say, everything about you resonates with them and you have to give them the motivation to come back every time. And it has to feel innate and authentic and genuine to you and who you are. And I just kind of took it and I rolled with it from there. And then, you know, fast forward a few years and I had my daughter uh, and everything for me shifted. And then it became a matter of how do I find fitness, find health in a way that works the best for this new chaos of life? How do I continue to take care of myself? How do I continue to show myself that, you know, I'm worthy of these things and that what I want still matters, even while juggling all these other things and you know again it was like going back to the injury and making sure that i had the quality of life that i wanted and knowing that now it took an even bigger priority because i had an additional person that i was taking care of who was literally and truly helpless i mean she'll tell you that she can do all herself now but she's six now so and probably she could yeah (laughs) but you know (laughs) Yeah. You know, I'm like, you have four kids. You totally know. (laughs) So it became this matter of how, how do I continue to make sure that I can be the best for my family, for my tribe, for my community? And then it became how do I teach more people what I've taught myself? So I launched online which was like crazy at the time people were like I'm not sure about this I had a lot of people tell me like I want to buy anything off the internet and I was like well Amazon's a thing so you're wrong but okay and I took that same thing to heart like I just even if what I say hits one person and they're like okay I I'm gonna I'm gonna do something for me today and they go for a walk I feel like I've won you know, so, I mean, that's that's like the very, very shortened version of where we're at now. But my whole purpose in all of this goes back to that empowerment piece and being able to show people that having a fitness routine, having, a, you know, a healthy lifestyle doesn't mean that you need to feel deprived. It doesn't mean that you need to feel like you've sacrificed certain areas of your life. Like this is a completely attainable thing you just have to figure out how to make it work for you
0: yeah and i can imagine with what the work that you do a lot of people i mean i know a lot of people who don't exercise at all or i know some people who exercise every single day and they're like totally on it right like they enjoy doing it they have their routine and their rhythm with it and they love it but when somebody doesn't have that routine going or they're not the type of person who does a really good job at like the consistency piece to it what are mm-hmm. some of like the top tips that you share with your clients for getting them just to get started and get their body moving
1: a lot of the times when people are struggling getting started what i have found and i think that my formal education so i have a bachelor's in psychology and i have a master's in human behavior so what i have found and the formal education being helpful is that the excuses that are in the way are there because they think that they're going to fail And that thinking of I'm not gonna be able to do this is because the expectation is absolutely huge. So it doesn't mean that that expectation is wrong or that that goal is wrong, but we get so caught up in achieving that goal that we're not looking at the incremental steps it's gonna take to get there, nor are we celebrating every time we hit one of those incremental steps. Adulting is hard, man. Things are super, super critical of us. Like we're, we're not getting participant medals anymore. We got to celebrate that stuff for ourselves. And I'm a huge proponent of that. So when somebody's saying, okay, I'm going to get off my couch today. I'm going to, I'm going to do 2021. I've set goals for myself. Oh, the new year's resolutions, people, for instance. Everybody,
0: everybody has a fitness new year's resolution, at least for like two nope.
1: days at the beginning of the year, right? <laughs> right. And, they, and I'm not here for the new year's resolution because of that. Why do you need to wait for some date in the calendar to start? And that's the biggest thing that I tell people. There's never gonna be a right time. There's never gonna be a right circumstance. If this is something that you want, then you need to start. And that doesn't mean that you're like, I'm gonna go compete in a bikini competition. No, maybe that literally just means that you start doing a 10 minute workout three days a week.
0: walk or take your kids or your dog for a walk in the evenings after dinner like something just to get your body moving because I know for me I'm when I'm working out which luckily I've been in a really good routine with that for a while now but when I when I fall off that routine like when I'm not consistent with it and it's not part of like my all the time like as soon like especially if I get sick or something like then it's like so hard to go back to it right like because you just get out of the rhythm and you're not as focused on it but I feel the best when I do have it as part of my routine, my, mm-hmm. my body feels better. My, I, I eat healthier because I'm taking care of my body. My mm-hmm. joints are more limber. Like I, my brain is even more, um, what's the right word? Like it's, it's just clearer. And it feel like, I feel like I can accomplish more in a day than like days where I don't work out and I don't have that driver initiative. It's almost like it, it kickstarts you. Right. But, and I have to work out in the mornings. So like if I don't do it in the morning, It's really hard for me to do later in the afternoon, unless it's like a walk around the block with the kids, like those types of activities. But like to like put on a yoga video or do some weightlifting or something, like I do way better first thing in the morning. But I know a lot of people struggle with like that consistency to it and finding like the drive for it.
1: Yeah, and that's a hard thing because you know, you can't magically create more hours within your day. Yeah. shoot sometimes if we could, but like girls got to sleep too.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And this girl loves her sleep. So <laughs> I me, mean, I need seven eight hours. Like I need it. Like I don't function well. Yeah. I yeah. wish I was one of those people who could do like four hours and like, uh, you know, I'm like, yeah, yeah, totally. mama
1: needs sleep. <laughs> yeah, mama needs sleep. You don't want to see me on any less than seven hours of sleep. It's not cute. <laughs>
0: <laughs> At all. I'm like, this
1: is not a good look. But even then it becomes a matter of like, how do you take what you're calling a routine and turning it into a lifestyle? Because then you know that you have the tools in place that when life throws things at you, which inevitably will, like we're busy and also we have bills to pay and we have kids to take care of and a house to manage and dogs, and like all the things. So how do you keep going with that? One of the biggest things that I encourage my clients to do is to sit down once a week and plan into their day when they're going to work out like mark it in your calendar like it is an appointment at your doctor's lock out the time
0: you are so speaking my love language right now i teach that to my clients i have to do it for myself i'm like every friday i sit down at the end of my work day and i map out my next week i want to know when i have appointments with clients when i have doctor's appointments when the kids have an activity like all the big rocks get put in. And then I all, and then after that, that's when I go back through and I put my marketing time into my schedule or if I need to work on an upcoming project or something, like I map all that out so that when I wake up on Monday morning, I open up my day and I'm like, oh, now I know what my day looks like. Like this is right. what I to accomplished today. And yeah. So then,
1: you wor- so then your workout needs to be one of your rocks.
0: Yeah, it's my 8 a.m. rock.
1: Exactly. <laughs> You're like, this is what I'm doing. So even if it's, you know, 8 a.m. and it's four days a week, like I'll take that over. I'm going to wing it. Like I tell my clients all the time, if you're winging it, you're not going to get the results that you want. And results for me do also don't necessarily mean numbers changing on a scale. You know, like you were saying earlier, there's non-scalable victories that for me matter just as much, if not even more than what you would see on a scale. I encourage a lot of my clients to throw a scale out, but that's probably a podcast for another time. But you know, eating better, sleeping better, having more energy, more alertness, clarity of thought, being more patient with your kids. Those are all things that are non-scalable victories that help you adult and show up for everybody in your life in a bigger and better way. Yeah, absolutely. So I encourage people, block the time out in your calendar. So like you're a morning worker outer, so am I. That's, it's the easiest time for me to factor it in. Not everybody is that way you know job dependent kid dependent whatever the reason sometimes lunchtime workouts work out more or something right at the end of the day works out better or they're just flat—not a morning person also fair i would not encourage those people to schedule an 8 a.m workout then because it's not going to happen they're not going to be successful as a result i would encourage them to schedule the workout for the time that it's going to work the best And then even what I would encourage like for my morning working out people is to schedule a backup time as well. So that if something happens, you know, if you're getting your kids ready for distance learning and a fire starts or literally or figuratively, let's hope literally, you can address it and know even if that workout time got cut into or disappeared completely, you have a backup time set up. And then I make them go even a step further and plan what they're going to do and have a backup plan because what you don't want to have is oh i have 30 minutes to work out and then you spend 20 of it scrolling the gram trying to figure out what you're going to do you've wasted your own time
0: yeah and and we're and people are so quick to scroll social media and it it becomes a filling task that doesn't do anything for us but we're like oh it's been an hour there went my time to work out I'm not doing it now
1: <laughs> <laughs> I tell clients all the time if you can waste three hours on tiktok you have time to work out yeah if you, I I mean I'm guilty of it as well not tiktok I refuse to get a tiktok I get sucked into the black hole of tiktok so that's like a hard barrier for me but the little cute dog videos on Instagram I can get sucked into those and then 15 minutes go by and I'm like what in the heck just happened There's one lately I die. Every time I get the video, I'm like passing it to people. It helps nothing (laughs) for them. But it's funny for me. But if you have time to do that, you have time to work out. Yeah. But you have to be intentional with it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. What would you say then, like, since you started this journey and started this business, what was what has been one of the things that you've had to overcome as a business owner, like starting your own practice and going out there and doing this on your own, what has been like the biggest obstacles that have gotten in your way?
1: (laughs) There's been so many. I literally had no idea what I was doing. I started A Healthful Life as a blog because my clients were like, man, you tell stories about your kid and you're so funny and like we need that levity when it comes to parenting. Like you should write that down. If nothing else, like she'll get a kick out of it when she's older and you know you're gonna forget it in the next five minutes. So that was how I started. I had absolutely no idea how to monetize a business. I had no idea how to market. I had no idea how to build a social media following. And it's really hard when you start building in those spaces to be able to discern when people are coming at you like, oh, I want to help you, who's kind of full of it and who's not. And the biggest thing that I did for myself was I got myself a coach who helped me narrow down what I wanted to do and where my focus was and what I could do, you know, for the three to five year plan and then the five to 10 year plan and what I needed to hire out and what I needed to keep for myself. Yeah. And it's, and you know, this, that was not an overnight process. That took a hot minute to kind of get those things under control. And it also took a hot minute for me to learn what about like the back office side of a business I really liked doing and what I really disliked doing and what I was willing to hire out to other people and like relinquish control of.
0: And those are like the two things that most most of my clients and I talk about a lot, like you you need a coach, you need somebody who's there to be a cheerleader, to support them, to guide, to like help direct, to give ideas, to ask really tough questions so that you can dig deep and get to like the root of what's coming up for you. Cause mm-hmm. as entrepreneurs, we can have all kinds of stories in our head. We can have all, all kinds of mindset blocks. And like you had mm-hmm. shared, like, you didn't know how to do social media. you didn't know how to do the marketing piece. Like we don't like, we are really good at your trade, right?
1: hmm exactly. You
0: only know what you know. Like if you don't know how to run a business, like no one teaches that stuff in high school or in college even for that fact. Even the the classes that you go to, it, it doesn't really give you that hands-on real life opportunity to learn. So right. having a coach is huge, which obviously as a business coach, like I totally advocate that. Oh <laughs> Everybody yeah. needs a coach. I have a coach. Like it's so important to make sure you have somebody mm-hmm. who's there for you, that bounces ideas off of, that brainstorms with you that kind of calls you on your BS sometimes too, right? Like,
1: Oh yeah.
0: I know I need myself (laughs) called out occasionally.
1: (laughs) And I think one of the biggest things for me too, was, you know, stepping into the online space, being able to show up on video and be comfortable showing up on video as myself. And I had, I actually had this as like a huge realization one day, Mike, I love my coach. She's, and beyond amazing she is like exactly what I need and <laughs> she messaged me uh, I'll tell you what she messaged me in a second but I was thinking to myself like I get told all the time when I train in person that I'm so motivating and I literally don't remember what I say when I train because I go to this extremely internal place that when the workout get I write my all my own workouts and I do them all on myself so i know how my client is feeling i know when it's going to get hard for them and i know when they're going to have to like really dig down deep and push through the rest of it right and when they would get to that point the words coming out of my mouth would be the things that i was telling myself when i was practicing the workout on myself and those things would be in accompaniment with like very active visualizations of me when i was hurt not knowing whether or not I'd be able to walk again, having literally every single aspect in my life change in the matter of seconds, going from being you know able to do anything and everything. I got hurt fast roping. Like that's insane that I was so comfortable repelling that I would repel face first off of a 30 foot tower and be totally okay with it. Now I'm terrified of heights it's fine but i had clients ask me like how do you come up with all this motivating stuff and i would tell them i would picture what was going through my head when i was hurt and then that's the stuff that i tell you but i had a really hard time translating that into the online space i felt like I need to show up in a certain way. I need to look a certain way. I need to talk a certain way so that I can appeal to more people. And it like wasn't happening. You're like, I know exactly what you're talking about. And it was holding me back. And I had this realization one day of like, if I'm showing up for my in-person clients like this, I just need to treat everybody like they're an in-person client, even the faces that I don't see. And I just went for it. And my coach messaged me because she stalks my social media because she a good coach like that. And she said, ah, I see you've entered the zero F's given zone. Congratulations. Wait for your business to blow up. And then it did. Yeah. She was like the, the clients that because fitness is so saturated. It really is. But I truly do believe that I have a place in it to help as many people as I can. She was like, as soon as you step into that zone, your client is going to find you.
0: And that and that's what I teach a lot in my business too. Like you're a personal brand. Like people are going to they're going to relate to you, your skill set, your experiences, your stories, the things you talk about, mm-hmm. your energy, like how you show up. That's what they're they're here for. Yeah, yeah. And your in your industry might be oversaturated, but that's how you stand out. That's how you attract your ideal clients and pull them into mm-hmm. you. Is you're going to be magnetic to the right people because they want to hear your story. They want to be hear what you've gone through, how you've gotten there and like your story of how you got hurt and how it even like propelled you into this business, like they can relate to that. It might look totally different. Their story might be completely different, but they can connect at that level. Like I've been there before. Maybe they didn't break something, but they felt broken or they felt hurt or lost or confused or uncertain. And that's why they come to you. And I love that you talk about that because I think so many people struggle, especially when they take their business from in-person to online. Yeah. You know, like we think we have to almost show up different. And that's yeah. so not true. Like, I'm always telling my clients, like, when you meet me in person, which hopefully one day we can all meet again in person, like, if like, we actually don't know each other other than through on, the online space, right? Um, when we meet in person, I want you to feel like you know me. And I right. wanna know you, like, I don't wanna like get together and all of a sudden go, wow, this is really awkward. Like you acted this way when we were online and you're totally not that way in person. Like there should not be, like you might be taller or shorter, but other than that, like, and you might have a bottom half, I don't even know. Like we only see you from like our waist up anymore. Right? <laughs> Nobody knows what we're wearing on the bottom or what we look like, but that's the only surprise there should be. Like it's you nice. need to show up exactly how you would in that in-person class as you did on video. And I'm so glad that you like went through that process and that you got there because that you're right. That's the secret to the sauce. That's when you're going to really stand out and people are going to attract to you because they're going to be like, oh, like, like you don't have to be anything else. Like why would you try to be something else on video versus in person? And one of the, in that
1: regard, one of the best pieces of feedback that I got was from a client who was telling me well, she said, I've never viewed myself as athletic until I took your class. And she said, you know, it's because when you're giving us stuff to do, you're giving us options so that we can meet our body. Like what she was saying is so that she can meet her body where it was at and then discover her strength by pushing herself from there. Whereas before she always felt defeated because, you know, fitness as a whole seemed very cookie cutter for her. The things that she tried, it was like, she felt she was being shoved into a box. And what she really wanted was more of a tailored experience for her body and where she was at. And she wanted options. Like, she, you know, she wanted options. We all want options. She wanted to know that if she came in after a really hard day at work, that it wasn't going to be some, like, insane workout that left her feeling super defeated, that she could take the option that worked for her so she could walk out feeling more energized. Yeah. And that also comes from the injury. I I think where the fitness industry for me is not so saturated is because I have serious injuries that I have to work around. I don't have a choice. There is a lot that is contraindicated for my body and it is not worth it for me to put my body physically at risk because I have too much going on and can't afford to lay in bed for four days and also if i could i would be at a hotel with room service okay <laughs> let's be honest
0: and, it, and it's okay to know that you can tell, like take modifications or switch mm-hmm. them or change it whether it's in a fitness business or no matter what your business is exactly like like we we play to our strengths right right like, every way that we show up in life so like take modifications do things your way just because you do something one way doesn't mean I have to do it that way. Like, especially mm-hmm. if we, like in the fitness, like when I'm working out, I for sure modify. Like sometimes I'm like, there's no way in hell I can do that. <laughs> um, I do it my way and I do it my style and I still get a good workout. doesn't exactly. like always look exactly like it does from the facilitator, right?
1: And then it's a matter of letting your ego go and going, it's okay. Yeah. And for me in business, that was... Stepping away from the comparison game yeah. and not comparing myself to another fitness coach online, you know, even down to like for a long time, I would not even look at another fitness coach's posts or stories. I didn't want that little negative voice in my head. So I just, I, I've continued to follow if the post popped up, I would like it. You know, I'd continue to show that support, but I had to step away from all that other stuff and say, okay, this is going to be completely mine, which also included for me, like for instance, not posting pictures of myself working out in like just a sports bra and some like booty shorts, because that's not my style it doesn't resonate with me. It doesn't make me feel good. I mean, could I do it? Yeah, for sure. I get paid to work out like the, I know what I look like in just a sports bra. That's not the issue. It didn't feel authentic to me. It didn't feel good. Yeah. And I know now for my business, doing something that doesn't feel good has immediate negative impact. (laughs)
0: Like, yeah, you were so right. Like that. And that's why like, I teach my clients, like if you're going to market your business and you're going to show up, like find strategies and ways that feel good to you, that are authentic to you, that make you excited to get out of bed in the morning to do. If it's like pulling your teeth, like you don't want to do it. Or if you're procrastinating the crap out of it and it's like the last thing you do and you don't even want to do it and you do it and you're grumpy and mad about it. It's probably because you're doing a strategy that you're not supposed to be doing. Like if if, if you love to, to. Do videos and to like talk, like use your voice to, to share stories and stuff. And you're only writing or like showing up in ways where you don't get a chance to do that. Like, look at the situation. Like, I have one client who recently was complaining. She's like, I keep show- showing up on social media. And that was one of like the main ways that she originally was marketing her business was on social media. So she was going and, you know, typing messages to people, like building relationships that way. And it was working to a degree, but it wasn't getting her a ton of clients. And after working with her for a while, like I uncovered that she loves to talk, like she loves to talk. So I was like, let's look at your marketing strategies. Like you're not doing a lot of talking. You're not really showing up and sharing your voice. So we switched her marketing strategy. She started creating some YouTube videos. She started being interviewed on podcasts. She started using her voice and talking in audible and video type ways. And her business has exploded because she was not doing the right types of strategies for her. Those strategies work great for some people if that's their strength. But so often we, like we follow somebody else who does work that we do. And we're like, oh, well they're doing blogs or they're doing videos or they're doing this. And we're like, well, I have to do that then. And then we try to do it and then we don't succeed at it. And we're like, well, why does she get 5 million likes? And I got two? like, and then we (laughs) put ourselves down and we, like you were saying, like we compare ourselves to those Mm -hmm. people, but that's because she was playing or he to their strength and you're not playing to yours. So like you have to really dig deep and uncover, like, how do I really want to show up? Like find five to 10 marketing strategies that you love that light you up and do those. Don't do the other ones. If you hate to talk. Then don't do a video, or if you hate video, don't do the video. Or if you, I don't know, like if you don't like audio, don't do audio. Like find what works for you. Like I think everybody should do video nowadays because that's the way. So if you don't love video, I'm gonna encourage you to like start playing with it. Uh, But like, well, I would. I I mean, like anybody who's listening, because I know you're doing video.
1: (laughs) But I would say because I struggled on the video. I'm very used to public speaking.
0: That was not a problem,
1: and when I worked with victims of violence, one of my jobs was to go into military commands of like 500 people and brief the sailors, because this was a, a Navy command, like Navy stuff, I had to brief the sailors about domestic violence, so it wasn't a public speaking issue, it was a literally having the camera pointed at me issue, and then it just became a like, I just don't care anymore, I just, I literally, I care okay don't get me wrong but i'm gonna show up without makeup my hair is gonna look crazy i'm you know my kitchen is not gonna be clean but, but this is a reality of my life right now i'm a very busy parent and so are all my clients so they know exactly what that's i think there's actually a few videos too of me having to have my hand on my dog because he kept barking unless i was touching him <laughs>
0: like these work are things in your surroundings
1: <laughs> right i work with what's in my surroundings so that's what i would encourage people to do like if makeup's not your thing why are you wearing a makeup in video yeah show up as you if something crazy happens in your day with your kids or whatever you know there's like six other moms that can relate to exactly what you're going through
0: yeah absolutely
1: and appreciate the story yeah it's
0: so true And and we we judge ourselves so much because we're like, we're not perfectly put together and we want like so many, not everybody, but a lot of people are perfectionists and they want it to be done exactly the way they envision it in their head. And when it doesn't, they like want to redo it and do it again. And they want to try it again, or they can't do it today because their hair is not ready. Like those are the things that it's vanity matrix in all reality. And that's Mm -hmm. what people are here for. Like people are here to learn from you and share or le- learn like your expertise and like figure out how to take care of themselves better, like with your industry, exactly. like they don't, I mean, they don't care what the, what you look like, if you're going to be the one that helps them and gets them where they're going.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, the, a really great example of that was, you know, when COVID hit and the brick and mortar, I was working out of shutdown. We're still shut down. Um, you know, I let my clients kind of like be in their feelings for a couple of weeks. And then I texted them and was like, I, you know, I don't know how this is going to go. It could be a total cluster, but do you want to start doing Zoom workouts? And I'll give you the live workout. And that's what we started doing. I have to go back and see because I'm actually kind of curious myself as to when we started. I want to say it was maybe like the beginning of April that we started doing this. And we've been consistent three days a week. My husband with that was like, Oh, you're doing it out of the garage and like, ew, the garage and it looks so gross. And I'm like, they don't care. They don't care that the deep freezer is behind me and all my workout stuff is right here. They don't care. Nope. Because when you're in the middle of a Tabata set doing kettlebell swings, you're not looking at the deep freezer. Nope. <laughs> you're not even thinking about it. But they are thinking about the words coming out of my mouth. Yeah. And they come in for the funny stories because I am told that when I train, I'm kind of funny. I don't know. Again, don't really remember what I say. No. They don't care about any of that. No. They care about the quality of the workout.
0: They're there for you and for yeah, themselves to totally yeah. move forward and get
1: I mean, dressed. they might be curious about what's in the deep freezer. That's fine. But still, they're there for the workout. They're there to take care of themselves. That ends up mattering more. And also, their garage looks the same as mine. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> and done is better than perfect. If we wait to do something until it's perfect, it'll honestly probably never get done in most cases so and
1: what a different. fair fair point well made because if I lived by that I wouldn't have been able to help as many people as I have during this whole pandemic thing with gym shut down people not knowing how they're supposed to work out at home when I'm sitting here like well I'm the queen of working out at home this is what I do yeah because it's the only way I can make a work with the family yeah
0: and you can't hide that expertise like this was your time to come out and shine in the online space because the world was ready for us to move that direction i guess <laughs> whether we got through or not like covid was like oh you guys are a little too comfortable we're going to make everything be virtual let's see if we can make it work
1: like yeah really let's thought, like, all of like, this
0: like look at the public school system though. So, like okay. they never in a million years thought they could virtually school children they're doing it whether they love that they're doing it, or if our children love doing it, that's a whole different conversation for another day. But it's ha- like, it's, it's showing that people can work from home and they can be trusted to work from home and still get their work done. And it's right? showing, like so many industries are able to make these pivots and help families who sometimes need that little bit more flexibility mm-hmm. because they can do stuff from home.
1: And you know what? I, I, I love that. And it goes back to what we were talking about at the beginning about being flexible and adaptive and resilient and all these things because my clients, the feedback I've gotten on those classes is they're liking it more. They don't have to factor in commute time. The commute time is walking into their living room or whatever. And while they were fair, skeptical at first, I had one client, she's lost like 25 pounds since this whole thing started. And they've learned how to do more virtually because I can bring in more virtually. I didn't get all these certifications to keep them to myself. Yeah. They've learned how to do more than I think they ever thought was possible of them. I knew it was possible and that they could go there. They had to get there. Yeah. And they're learning how to do it from a screen. Yeah. Like that is an absolutely amazing, amazing thing.
0: And it sounds like you're able to push people to a whole new level, even though it's in a virtual space and you're not face to face with oh. them. Like you're pushing them forward and propelling them into taking better care of themselves and losing. Like, think about the difference. Pounds is no,
1: beat. no small feet. Right, but think about the different kind of accountability it takes to show up on a screen, yeah. in that yeah. kind of capacity. You know, if you're going and you're training at a gym there's a different kind of incentive there you can thrive off the energy that's in that space you know if you're signing up for a class there might be a, a late cancel or no show fee you're usually paying like a gym membership you know and you there's the habitual aspects of going to that yeah. and showing up with your computer is a whole different kind of ball game yeah. it's a whole different kind of accountability
0: I have have a question for you. You're making me super curious about it. And then we're going to, we'll probably start wrapping things up. But do you think that when COVID goes away, that a lot of people will go back to the gyms? Or do you think that like your business will have shifted completely and stay more on the online?
1: I think gyms will still have a place for sure. I don't know how big of a place they will have. I don't think that like the, the gym industry will be gone. No, of course not. Um, but a lot of, I don't know that it will ever get back to, I, I picture like the LA fitness, the 24 hour fitnesses that were like super packed in like 2019. I don't know that it will get to that place again. I think people are really discovering that they can do this from their house and that they have found other ways of being active that they like doing.
0: And, the, and like you had said a few minutes ago too, like you cut the commute time, which is huge for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I know, um, when I lived in Las Vegas, we, I commuted like 20, almost 22 minutes to go to the gym that I went to. And I loved the gym. I loved going there. Once I got there, it was great. But sometimes like the thought of getting in my car and sitting in traffic for 22 minutes there and 22 back, like that was like my whole workout technically. Like, right. and I'd have to block two hours out to go to the gym. So if I can do that same thing by walking to my living room and turning on my app or connecting on Zoom at a scheduled time to work with my trainer, like that's mm-hmm. huge. It saves so many. And like as moms and as women, a lot of times, like we're, we're super busy with like our families and what's going on. And we put ourselves last a lot of times mm-hmm. and that's changing. Like I know so many of us are working to make sure we put our oxygen masks on first and that we're that priority so we can take care of our family. But it can easily, like if you're tired and you have a lot going on, we easily can put ourselves last again, okay. so I think it's a it's a great way to have an online fitness business to help support your female, women clients, even even parents, men, like all of all of everybody, like all of us. But like we all need that extra support, and if we can do it in like the parameters of you know a thirty to forty five minute time frame in our own house mm-hmm. and cut away some of that, like it's huge. So I love the work that you're doing, and I love that you brought it's like you pivoted during a time when you could have decided just to stay home and like well shoot now I don't have any I can't meet with my clients so I don't want to get COVID I'm going to stay home and you pivoted your business and you took it to this whole new level which I love
1: well and I was lucky because the the infrastructure for a healthful life was already there and the private coaching component was already there it was literally just shifting the training component
0: yeah and you so. did you did a fabulous job thank you (laughs) um before we wrap up i always love to ask my guests some fun rapid fire questions just because i want to know a little bit more i'm a little bit curious about people and how they live their life and i think my guests love my clients love to hear it too so um what would you say is your morning routine
1: i wake up i have two different journals that i write in um one's a gratitude journal and then uh, another personal one and it's usually like a sentence or two if I have time I meditate and then it's going downstairs rehydrating so I do 32 ounces of lukewarm water with apple cider vinegar pink Himalayan salt and a squeeze of lemon every morning oh. which sounds crazy but it actually helps give you energy it helps to detoxify your body it helps uh jumpstart your metabolism I do that and then normally after i take my vitamins i am often running typically to a workout or getting my kid plugged into distance learning and then working out
0: awesome i love that you do the apple cider vinegar i don't add quite as much fun concoctions nor as much as you do but um apple cider vinegar like anytime i'm still feeling, feeling a little under the weather or if I'm a little drained those days, like I'll just do like a shot with water and lemon in it and sometimes a little bit of honey. Girl,
1: I double dog dare you to try what I do for 30 days. All
0: right, we'll try it. I don't know, 32 ounces in the morning. That might be tough, but we can, we'll talk about it.
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about it. It's not that hard. <laughs> you get used to what it. What
0: are you binging on TV these days? Like what's your favorite show?
1: Oh, I don't know that I have necessarily a favorite show. Uh, I just finished Bridgerton on Netflix. Holy moly. But sick. then it brought up a lot of like,
0: I heard today's uh, questions
1: about our society as a whole, but that's a podcast for another time. And then I just started the Selena miniseries on Netflix. Awesome.
0: Both great ones. Um, yeah, yeah Bridgerton, I just heard is season two is coming. I was super excited when I read that this morning.
1: <laughs> I read that this morning too. I'm super excited. <laughs>
0: I'm definitely in for it. Love it. Um, do you have a book on your nightstand? And if so, what is it?
1: What is the book on my nightstand right now? I have the five love languages of children on my nightstand right now.
0: Awesome. And who would you say has made the biggest impact in your life?
1: Ooh, globally or locally?
0: Mm-hmm. Whatever comes to mind first.
1: My someone mom. You know,
0: someone you don't know. Who
1: my mom a- and my dad. Mom and dad. Mm-hmm.
0: Love it. And what is your happy spot? When you need to reset and recharge, what do you do? Where do you go?
1: The beach, specifically the beach in Coronado, California, and I can tell you like the exact spot. Y'all better not show up there. It's my quiet place. Oh. <laughs> There's these tall condos in Coronado that have rocks out in front of them on the beach side. That's where I go. That's your
0: spot. I love it. Yeah, the beach is my happy spot, so I can totally relate to that. Yeah. Moonlight
1: Beach oh I love that beach I used to surf that beach all the time I like it
0: great for the kids the kids have a good time I can relax it's one of my favorites so totally can relate and then my last question for you and I know that I can't do this but if I could if I gave you a plane ticket and you could go anywhere in the world today where would you go and why
1: I want to check out the Maldives Mm -hmm. just because that water looks amazing yeah and I have a thing with wanting to stay on a hut on top of the water
0: Oh my gosh. You are okay, nice. so speaking my like retreat love language right now. Like I have, I, I was, I want to go to Belize because of that exact same reason. I'm like, I want to stay in a little tiki hat over the water and I want little fishies to be swimming down below me and it'll be amazing. <laughs> so I'm totally there with you. We'll plan the trip. <laughs> Lisa, this has been so fun. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast and sharing your story with us. I know my listeners are going to be super curious how to connect with you. Where do you like to hang out on social media, your website? Where do you want people to go to find you?
1: Ooh, okay. So social media. Easiest is Instagram. I'm the most active on there. And my handle is my name. So at Lisa Peronzo. The link in the bio has a link to all the things, including a link to the website. And the website is www.ahealthfullife.org and the website has you know everything from the amazon store to all my printables recipes blogs uh application for coaching and a link to my youtube channel that if you subscribe you can have all those workouts for free
0: amazing that's awesome and i know that you have a free gift for everybody who listens today as well
1: yes because i mean in like the 5 10 year plan it is my goal to have my own podcast so i am appreciative To you for all the work you do and for your listeners to listen in on us, you know, talk for the past, however long. So there's a free gift in the show notes. It is a workout guide. This is when I'm going to get my trainer hat on. So it is ready to use as written from home. You can go for it from there. However, that's my dog, the little one, big bark however if you have questions about how to level up so you want to add in weights for instance you're not sure what to do or if you are working around an injury coming back from childbirth or you're not sure how to do an exercise how to work an interval these are not things to keep to yourself you will not see results if you keep these things to yourself please reach out ask me the fastest way is to send me a dm on instagram and tell me what your question is And I will get back to you, not anybody else, me will answer you, walk you through it, change the workout if we need to. I'll do whatever we need to do for you to be able to accomplish what you're setting out to
0: accomplish. Amazing. You are so wonderful. Thank you for that amazing gift. I know a lot of people will flock right to it and want to connect with you and get the support because I think fitness is one of those things. You're either on it or you're not (laughs) doing it right now you need the support. So um, thank you so much for being so gracious with your talk oh, and your gift as well. Oh,
1: thank you for having me. I had so much fun.
0: Yeah. All right. Well guys, that's another wrap for the attract and stand out podcast. I will see you guys all next week. Have an amazing day. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. If you love the show, leave a review and subscribe on whichever platform you're listening on. It would mean the world to me. As a special thank you, I want to offer you a free gift, my Uncover Your Niche workbook and video training that helps you become unforgettable to your audience. You can sign up at DarleneHolly.com. I look forward to seeing you all next week. In the meantime, have an amazing week and we will talk soon.